0: Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Hey, welcome everybody. Great place to be on a Wednesday night. Great place to be on a Wednesday night, don't you agree? Amen. Here's what we believe, God is a filler, not a forcer. So anytime you create some space And your schedule and your time, he'll fill it up. Anytime you create that within you, which we believe that you've had an opportunity to do, he'll fill that up as well. So he's a faithful God. Welcome out to Wednesday night. We're really looking forward to the remainder of the service. I just want to remind you guys, as Pastor Cody said, Sunday, this Sunday is 35 years. I can't believe it. On August 2nd was the very first service. This is August 3rd. So that's amazing to me, partly because I was 13 years old. 13 years old in the very first service. My brother was way older than that. He's here tonight. He was about 14 months older, but he looks like, I don't know how old he looks, but anyways, he's he's here tonight. We're going to get to that in a second. I just want to just encourage you to come on out Sunday morning. We're going to, we are going to spend some time celebrating. We got to look back and give God honor and glory. Amen? Because it's in him, by him, and through him that we have our being. And so we're going to celebrate what God's done in and through faithful men and women. So I want you to come on out for sure. Um, as Pastor Cody also said, I'm kicking off a series called The Measure of a Great Church. It was a series that my dad taught Pastor Done in 1995 fantastic series we're going to kind of intro it uh this sunday and then throughout the rest of the month i'm going to use different audio clips so you can hear the heart of the founder and then we're going to look at where we are and where we're going because we ain't done yet right come on we're just getting started what god has for us so, super excited. So, tonight we're going to get an update from our, our sister church, Audible de, Villa, Audible de Vida in Leon, Guanajuato, Mexico. Uh, as you guys know, perhaps you know, we shared a little bit Sunday. You saw a recap a few weeks ago. We'll share some more in August, uh, later in the month, rather, this month. Uh, recap. But uh, we had a great missions trip there. A wonderful team went down. Uh, my family stayed a couple extra weeks. We took some time, just some vacation time with us. Uh, we just enjoyed everything about it. We love it. They had. We were one of three groups, so they were ready for a break. So my my brother, his family, and another family are out for a few weeks. I got to preach July 10th, which I love to do uh, there in Audible De Vita. But before I did, when my brother was introducing me, he, he called my mom apparently the day, or, the day before. And she sent some really embarrassing pictures of when we were children. And so he showed those to his congregation. I thought it'd only be right to share some. But I'm choosing to wait to Sunday morning where there's much more people. Lots and lots and lots more people and uh so and besides i'm i he called the night before i've had weeks to plan this and uh so but uh it doesn't really need any more introduction if you you're newer here then we do have a, a sister church that my brother and his family launched about six years ago in León, Mexico. It's fabulous, doing a great job. They are part of who we are, amen? We are maybe two churches, but we're one heart, one spirit, one body, one family. And so all that they're doing here, you'll hear some great updates and stuff. You have a part of that, and you're giving, and you're you're serving, you're praying, and a lot of you, and you're going. And so it is a part of who we are. We're going to celebrate some of that tonight. But I want you to hear from the pastor, my brother. Let's give a warm welcome to Pastor Jeff as he comes to share.
1: Amen. Well, what my brother doesn't know is I've had weeks also, and I happened to bring a bunch of those pictures tonight. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm afraid to come on Sunday now. (laughs) If they show them, they're fired. (laughs) If they show them, they're fired. Okay. Yeah, guys, don't show those. That's probably not a good idea. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to be here. Estoy muy emocionado de estar aquí con ustedes para celebrar 35 años. (laughs) Bienvenido. Texas, uh, And uh, we're just excited to be here to celebrate 35 years. I'm good. And, and uh, you know, um, it's just interesting uh, how, things, how things have happened over the years, how things have grown over the years, how things have changed over the years. And, you know, I'm going to kind of give a report tonight on what we've been doing, let you guys know, fill you in on what's happening. I have a little video to show as well. Uh, but, you know, I got to thinking about today. I... I I, I always ask my brother, I was like, hey, I want to preach this time. Can I preach a message? He's like, no, just talk about Mexico. I'm like, oh. So, uh, so I am going to uh, talk about Mexico tonight, and I was uh, talking with my wife, and I'm like, man, I just don't know what to share. I mean, there's so much going on. I got tons to share. But, uh, you know, you try and come up with something that's going to be profound, or I don't know what can be profound about sharing what's going on. But, but uh, thinking back 35 years, you know, I remember when my, when my parents started the church, and uh, you know, I, I, they, they drug us around and, and we went door to door and knocking on doors and inviting people and handing out flyers and going into all these neighborhoods and, and just to share Christ with people. My, my mom and dad, they're kind of leading the charge and, and dragging us and we, tr- we would try to hide in the car. Uh, that, wasn't just, that just wasn't our thing, you know? And uh, so, then, uh, so then we start the church in Mexico um, almost six years ago now. And, and I, I thought to myself, I look back on it now and I'm like, uh, you know, we get there and I'm like, man, I've gone to these church growth conferences and these church strategies and all these other things and man, all this cool stuff that's technology today and all that we can do now here. And, and so I get there and, and, and I find myself doing the same thing that my parents did. So we were going door to door, handing out flyers, <laughs> going to the a couple of local, local universities there, talking to students and just, you know, talking to people one on one and and praise God, uh, you know, God brought us to Leon, and we just, man, we jumped in, we rented a building, and, and we thought, how are we going to do this? Some people, they just started in their house, they start little Bible studies, and it grows into something, and they just keep getting bigger and bigger. And we just felt like uh, God just kind of told us to just rent someplace, and let's just go for it, and we're going to do a big Halloween ra- outreach, and then we're going to start our church the week after Halloween. So all those people that we talk to Halloween night will come out to church. And, uh, and sure enough, that's what we did. So uh, dressed as pirates, we rented costumes, and, and it was just uh, our family. Uh, my wife and I, and we had two girls with us at the time, and we had pirate costumes, and we bought all kinds of candy, made all these big bags, and probably 600 bags of candy, and, and uh, made a bunch of flyers. And we'd already gone out in the neighborhoods passing out flyers, and so, so we had flyers that night. And there, I don't know, there was hundreds of people that came by our church that night, our location. And we had a chance to share Christ. And, and we had a chance to tell them about the church and who we are. And sure enough, we started that next Sunday and we had 25 people show up, basically. And so, you know, that's kind of how we started things. Yeah, amen. Nothing fancy. No, uh, you know, uh, 21st century strategies or technologies. We just talked to people and invited them. What a concept, right? <laughs> Talk to people and invite them. And they came. And, uh, and so there were some Sundays where it was just us. Uh, there was some Sundays where it was just uh, uh, this couple. He was in his 80s and his wife was in, his, was in her 80s as well. But they loved the church. They loved the church and they would come every Sunday. So sometimes it was just us and them. And it was so funny because he, uh, he, I, he was talking to my wife one time and my Spanish was really rough at that time. So it was a miracle that anybody came to listen to me, honestly. And I, I listened to my stuff from that first year compared to now, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world? Why would they even come? <laughs> my Spanish was so bad. And uh, But you know what? Man, all I did was share the word. Amen. All I did was share the word of God. And you know, it was, it was something they had never heard before, believe it or not, in the area that we're in. And just something that was never there, that they'd never heard before, but it touched their hearts. And yeah, they, they probably struggled through listening to me, but... But the power of God's word, uh, does, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not affected by uh, your lack of communication, anything like that. The power of God's word is the power of God's word. I mean, you get that, you get a hold of that. And you, can't, you cannot not be changed, amen? Something happens in you. And so I remember he was telling my wife one time and, and this was a sweet old man and he, he had no teeth and so i could not understand anything he said and so i i don't want to be rude or anything so when the, when a lot i have a tendency this is terrible but i have a tendency when they're talking to me in spanish and i and i can't understand them i'll just like mm, ah see sí, see sí. ah que bueno que bueno, si sí, si sí. i have no idea what they're saying and uh, so he he would he used to tell my wife um, I, don't under, I don't understand anything your husband says, but boy, theres I just love him. <laughs> and that's what he would say. Of course, I didn't understand anything he said either, so we made a really good team. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of how we started our church. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking back over 35 years and, and everything that, that that I've grown up with here and, and the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the amazing, and and everything in between, um, you know, I just am so thankful that I had a, you can tell we're brothers. <laughs> I do this all the time at my church. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm so thankful that I had the example that I had. You know, Pastor Don, uh, our, our father, you know, was just, I'm telling you, uh, they, there's just, to this day, I, 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 I don't know any pastors like my dad. And I'm sure many of you probably say the same thing. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> but I'm thankful that, that God, made my, God made me, God made my brother who we are and, and we are part of that heritage and that legacy and part of that anointing, I believe. And so, you know, we're not gonna be our dad, but I'll tell you what, we're what God has called us to be and, and that's, what, that's what matters. And, and so that's what's important and we have that same heart. And so I'm so thankful that, that I got that from my father. And so I believe that's part of why uh, we've been so successful in Mexico and planting this church. And, and I just wanna thank you for all the support financially, all of your prayers and for coming and serving and uh, serving the city of Leon and our people. And 2016 has been a, a year of faith challenges for us. And uh, you know we made the decision that after filling up two services in our old location, it was time to find a bigger building. <laughs> And so if you guys remember, we came to Leon, uh, as I said, not knowing anyone, we literally followed God's leading in, in, in selecting Leon and moving there, and we started by renting a building and believing, uh, believing that God would bring us people, and, and it was uh, our first location was just a tiny location, and our, our uh, maximum capacity was 60 chairs if we really crammed them in there, and so we spent two years in that location, uh, discipling people and sharing Christ, and and uh, And just believing God and, and speaking bad spanish and and uh, touching hearts in the process and then we spent three years at our second location, and God continued to bless the church and bring people and We grew from a hundred people to just over two hundred in our in our second location and and so in July of last year, we were packing out our second location with two services, and so we felt it was time to start looking and uh, God had started to stir our hearts as to a new building and a new location and and that was a huge faith step for us because we really, honestly, we didn't have the money to make that kind of a move. Uh, there was a huge price difference in the building we were in and the size of the building that we needed as far as like a monthly rental from, to jump from the size that we really wanted and needed to, to handle future growth. It was just a huge price difference. And so we just didn't have the money in the natural so we began to pray and I really felt that if we moved within six months, you know, this is my, this is my faith stepping out there. I believe within six months we can afford it and, uh, and not to sound cliche, but you know, where there's vision, there's provision, right? God provides. And so, uh, amen. I mean, that's, that that's it. When you, when God drops a vision in your heart, it's, you know, it's at that point, it's a matter of walking it out in faith. Man, when you know that you know and it's there and you're like, ugh, and it's it's just so heavy on you, not heavy in a bad way, but this kind of you know what I mean? This this sense that I gotta do something. And man, you step out and God makes that happen, and God's faithful and he answers and he provides. And and so so we're in that whole process. Uh, and so a church calls us and, and, and tells us, you know, uh, they they had come down and, and, and they 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 call us and tell us we think you, you got it, you guys need a bigger building. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> what would it take? What would it take for you to get into a bigger building? And this pastor asked me, what would it take? What would it take you to get into another building right now? If you could get into a building right now, what would it take? And I told him, you know what? I need a deposit. I don't have a deposit. And, and I need six months help to get this building filled up so we can afford it. And so they told me, you know what? We're going to pay your deposit and we're going to pay the difference of your rent for the next six months. (laughs) Amen. Amen. God is faithful. So we made the move. We, we made the move and we got into that place in October. And here we are 10 months later and we're running between four and 500 people on Sundays. And so the church has grown tremendously. God has blessed us. He's been faithful. And in that time, through, uh, through outreaches and Sunday services, these last 10 months or so, we've seen close to 2,000 people give their lives to Christ. Man, that's amazing. <clears throat> and every bit of that, you are a part of that harvest. You are part of that harvest. Uh, you know, we've had groups come down throughout the summer, Christmas outreaches and outreaches that we facilitated with other churches and some of the poorest colonias in our city. And we've seen miracles. We've seen healings. We've, we've seen people delivered from drugs and alcohol, marriages restored, families healed. And, and God is just moving in such a mighty way there simply because, you know, we, we, we step out in faith and we're obedient and we just... Ah, we just want to serve, we just want to serve people and, 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 and bless people, you know, and that's, that's the legacy, that, that, that's the heritage that we have to, to not be uh, inward focused, not to be, not to be this club, uh, this church group here inside of these four walls, inside this big tent, but, but to be the church out in the community, right? It's not about necessarily bringing people into our church, it's about bringing the church uh, to the people, and so that's, that's been our uh, heart through this whole process. And we've been able to feed almost 1,000 families in these last 10 months. We've fed hundreds at the regional hospital in the city where, where there are just literally hundreds of people waiting outside for news of their loved ones that are in the hospital. And the hospital there that we work at, people aren't, you can't go into the hospital. Uh, you have to wait outside and, and they call your name uh, every once in a while to give you an update on your family members. So there's just people out there for days and they sleep out there and they're out there. And so, um, you know, you guys have had, have been a part of that ministry as we go out and feed them and bring them the word. And this past year we started doing uh, dramas with our youth group and we got us a, a portable sound system that runs on batteries. And so we're preaching out to the, to the crowds out there and we've seen people give their lives to Christ and people uh, just you know, hungry for God and hungry for hope. And so we're able to bring that word to them. And, and, uh, this last time you guys came and I I can't remember who, uh, had the opportunity to talk with this family, but, but we showed up right as, uh, they called the people's name to come up to give a report to their loved ones and, and they had died. And so right at that moment is when maybe it was Pat. I don't remember who it was. Uh, was that you? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And she came up and just when this family received the news that their loved one had died and just broken and, and crying and, and just so ah, so lost in that moment. And so Pat and the people that were with her had an opportunity to minister to them and to bring hope and to bring life and to, and to bring just kind of some kind of healing in that moment. And, and so we're just thankful to have that opportunity to do that uh, and work in that way in some of these areas. And so we've worked with two orphanages these past four years and have put a new roof on one. We've purchased new beds and mattresses that you guys have uh, graciously, generously donated. Uh, we've, we've installed propane tanks, giant propane tanks, so they can have hot water and, and uh, be able to cook and, and do laundry and those kind of things and have hot water to wash their clothes and we fix their plumbing We've uh, bought them washers and dryers and painted, cleaned, bought school supplies, backpacks, and and really turned these two locations uh, that were were literally dumps, literally uh, extremely unsanitary living conditions. And we've turned those places into really nice facilities. You've done that. You've done that. So great job, Tree of Life. Great job, Tree of Life so we've done outreaches there we've ministered to the kids uh and one of the things that we do with the kids in these colonias and even in the orphanages uh we have a team that 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 works with uh uh they they have a program that teaches values you know right and wrong and respect and and uh generosity and and those kind of uh those kind of principles because that's honestly that's that's something that a lot of these kids don't in these orphanages a lot of these kids never get that kind of training and there's this vicious cycle in the colonias that we go into where kids are left to raise themselves in the streets. And, and so we target these, these areas and it's just, it's really sad to go into these places and realize that these kids have no, no uh, appreciation for life. They, they, and I don't know if you've ever met anybody like that, but nothing matters to them, they don't care. And they're so disrespectful and so, so hard and so rude and so mean. And so we've, you know, we've worked with the government, with the family council that I'm a part of, and we go into these areas and we have a values program and we teach them and we, we minister to them, we disciple them. And it's not all about preaching. Uh, you know, we just, we come and we just, we minister practical things that are going to help them uh, be a productive person uh, when they grow up. And so thankfully that opens the door for us to, to minister and to, to share Christ. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. And so we've had those opportunities all throughout some of the colonias that we work in and an outreach that we started about uh, five years ago and which many of you have been a part of and worked with. And so we've seen tremendous change in the area that we're in to the point that, that parents come to the, where we have our outreach and thank us. Oh, I don't know what you guys are doing with my kid, but Oh my gosh, he's been so polite. He's been respectful. He's, he's even prayed for us. And, you know, things like that. Just, and, and they're just totally blown away and freaked out. And so we had a rough going at first when we started those outreaches and, and the Catholic Church pretty much came and shut us down and, and they ran off all the parents, but they never minded having their kids and teenagers come. They, they just wouldn't come. And so as they've seen the change in their kids, uh, we, we are having parents that are coming back. And so we've been teaching uh, uh, different uh, classes and different topics with moms. So we've had a mom's class. We've had a parenting class that we partner with with uh, the government welfare program. And so we've gone into these areas and just been a blessing. So you guys have a part in changing so many colonias in the area that we're in. It's just, ah, I wish I could take all of you down there to see what's happened in these places, because it's, it's not necessarily about trying to preach, 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 preach. It, it's just about, it, it's about loving people. It's about serving people and, and helping them uh, be a better person in life. And, and that just opens the door for ministry. That opens the door for Christ. And ultimately that's, that's what we want, right? We want Christ to, to be the one that changes us and transforms us. And that's what's, what's happened So, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you for your help and your donation. And we've just started working with another orphanage that has a school. Uh, It's run by a Christian couple and the kids that they bring in obviously aren't, uh, man, they're just terrible situations. And so we feel led to work with them and help them with uniform school supplies and some basic needs that they have. And, And we're doing the values program with them as well. And you guys got to work with them on this last trip. And we're excited about seeing what, uh, God, you know, about what we can do to be a blessing to 74 kids in this place and God has been faithful. Uh, you know, one of our outreach over the summer, outreaches over the summer, we had a, I remember talking to a, talking to a guy and he was just, uh, it was in a really bad location, uh, a lot of crime, a lot of gangs and so we set up on this basketball court and did an outreach that night and there was a there was a young man there that was just, uh, he was just stoned out of his mind and just barely coherent, could barely stand. And so uh, the group that was with us at that time, they called me over and, hey, we gotta, we gotta help this guy, we gotta help this guy. And so I was kind of tired. And, and so I went over there and I started talking to him and I realized, you know, you talk to some people like that that are extremely drunk or, or high and those kind of things, it's just a really tough conversation because it could go on forever. And, and you, you don't really make any progress because they just, they're just not there, you know? And so I'm just spending a few minutes with them and then that was it. I kind of I, I, I just didn't want to mess with them after that. And so they came back and grabbed hold of that guy and started praying for that guy and, and the power of God fell and this guy sobered up like that. I mean, it was like that. He was stoned out of his mind one second and they must have spent, they, I don't know how long they spent with them. But he sobered up like that, and they ministered, ministered to him, and he gave his life to Christ that night. And amen. And so it's in a colonia that's near our church, so we're trying to do all of our outreaches now uh, in these neighborhoods and colonias that are close to our church so we can direct them to our church. And so uh, that Sunday, this guy shows up, and, and he was there with this group of people uh, that night that they prayed and, and he was just broken. He was broken, stoned out of his mind, but he was broken and his family was gone and his wife left him and she took the kids and he has a, had a little baby that was probably eight months old that was disabled. And so, lo and behold, he shows up Sunday morning at church and he, as soon as service was done, well, not as soon as it was done, I gave the invitation and, and his wife came and his kids came and they all raised their hand to receive Christ that morning. Isn't that amazing? And, <laughs> amen. So he, uh, so he comes and he's just excited. He's as sober as can be. And he's just, thank you, pastor. Thank you, pastor, for coming to our Colonia. Thank you so much. And, and I got to see his eight-month-old baby and he was paralyzed from the neck down. So just the cutest little boy. And just, ah, it just breaks your heart. <laughs> So we prayed over him, and we just man, you just believe with me that god 'll uh, heal that little that little baby amen so there 's story after story of that happening, especially in the areas that we 're in now, because we can follow up with them and, and we do outreaches with other churches, and we point them to the churches in those colonias, the pastors that we work with and I you know I just pray and believe these are good guys, and they follow up but but it's I love it when when It's around our church and the colonias, and then we can follow up with these guys, and we hear story after story of these kind of things happening. We had a big, uh, uh, I guess you'd call it like a Holy Ghost conference. Uh, I can't remember what we called it. Oh, it was was called uh, Activating the Supernatural was the title of the conference. And so we had a a minister come that's been part, a good friend of the family for forever, a good friend of my parents, and so, you know, we wanted to have just a big blowout Holy Ghost time. And uh, so we did that. And we saw healing. I mean, we saw so many healings that, that during that weekend. But we had one lady come that had lost her sight. Uh, she, uh, I don't know what was wrong with her eyes, but she had slowly, 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 her sight started to deteriorate. And she was completely blind. Um... And so uh, we had this Holy Ghost night. We had a night of healing. And she came up to be prayed for. And, and as the pastor was praying for her, she, uh, she regained her sight. Right there. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> so they had to help her up, you know, bring her up and she had her dark glasses on. Of course, she, she was totally blind, completely blind. And by the time he was done praying for her, she, uh, she, 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 she couldn't see distance, but she could see close in front of her. And she described him perfectly, the colors he was wearing. And, and it's so funny now to see her walk into church. Uh, you know, cause before she had her family kind of guiding her in, but now she can walk in. <laughs> and so it's just amazing what God, uh, has done and how God has touched and heals, healed lives. And so we have story after story, after healing, cancer, uh, heart problems, just different things that we've, that we've seen uh, God move and, and touch people's lives and heal people, and it's just been amazing. Uh, so God, uh, God has just been doing uh, a lot of things in our area and, and opening doors through the family council, and I think I've shared with you guys before that I, uh, three, I'm on my third year now uh, of being on the family council for the state of Guanajuato which is a miracle in and of itself, because I'm a foreigner, number one, which is unheard of. I'm the only foreigner that's been on that council. And, and so I'm on with 25 people that are movers and shakers in the city, and it's just been an amazing opportunity for me to be a part of uh, uh, proposing and developing programs that strengthen the family. And one of the things that they started at the first of the year was a television program um, that is broadcast on the major, the ma- one of the major channels, one of the major stations that's broadcast to the entire state. And so uh, they had asked me many times to be on this program and, and it just freaks me out to do something like that. And so I haven't really accepted. I've kinda just avoided it. And so they put me on the spot a while back and, and so I said yes. I said, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, stop. And so uh, they gave me the topic a couple of days before the program, and it was on uh, developing how to develop a family project, which was an interesting topic. And so I was on the show with uh, uh, Secretary Secretary of uh, Family Services or Director of Family Services and the Secretary of Education. And so it was interesting, very intimidating to be on with those people. So it was three of us, and it's a talk show. And so, uh, so we get on the talk show, and I got the first question, and, and then it was basically, how do you, what, what's the key to developing a, a family project? And so uh, as nervous as I, I could be, I, I, man, I just really felt God told me to talk about vision. So I, I, I said, you know what? I said, it starts with having a vision. It starts with having a vision for your family, a vision for your marriage, a vision for your future. I said, you know, one of my favorite scriptures uh, says that without, without a vision, the people perish. And then I started to explain how that, lo- you know, what that looks like in the family situation. And, and the host loved it. He just like, he jumped all over that. And that became the topic for the, uh, the whole rest of the program. And, and all of my answers, ref- you know, even the guests on the show referred back to vision. And I got to share uh, a little bit of what that looks like. Uh, you know, as a, as a Christian, as a believer and how we, uh, you know, how vision is so important to our lives. And, and uh, it was just an amazing opportunity that God opened those doors and, and it was broadcast over the entire state and we got a lot of feedback. And then the next council meeting that we had, uh, the governor's wife, who's in charge of the welfare program, which runs uh, the council that I'm on, uh, you know, kind of, had me stand up and share what I shared and my experience. And, and afterwards, she's like, this is, this is the kind of stuff we need. These are the kind of answers that we need. This is like real practical stuff. <laughs> and, you know, everybody else, they have on their show are government officials and they're talking about modules and courses and statistics and, and this and that. So I really felt that God just gave me that opportunity to connect with families on, on just a practical level. And I just thank God for that opportunity. And uh, there's more shows. They do this on the monthly basis, and I haven't uh, accepted another one yet. But but once I get back, uh, we've just had a busy summer with groups and everything going on. So we'll we'll get back into that and see where that see where that takes us. But it it has opened some amazing doors for us. And you know, when God gives you a vision, He makes a way. You're right. I mean, I never imagined that. I, I, I never imagined everything that we would be doing, everything that we'd be a part of, everything that God would would open up for us. I just really never imagined all of the things uh, that would come after starting a church, you know? It, we've just been faithful to what he's calling us to do, and I thought I was just gonna start a church. You know, I'm gonna start a church. We're gonna have Sunday meetings. I'm gonna preach, and, uh, you know, and, but it's grown way beyond anything that I could imagine. And isn't that how it's supposed to work anyway? (laughs) And so, uh, you know, you you just be faithful in those things and then God just seems to, like, make it bigger and bigger. And so I love that about God. And so we, this year, we've had a, uh, we're, we're starting our fourth year of Ramah Bible Training Center. Anybody that knows what Ramah is. And so we graduated 18 students this last year. And we had uh, three pastors, Amen, three pastors. three pastors. We had a pastor's wife, and we had a lady, a leader from the Methodist Church, and that came and signed up. And, and I had to ask her uh, at registration. I said, "Why did you come here? You, you realize that our doctrine's going to you know there's going to be some big differences." And uh, she's like, "You know what? She's an old lady. And she's like, I've been in this church all of my life. I was born and raised in this church and it's been the same 20 people for 45 years. And, and I told my pastor, we gotta have a mission. We gotta do something. We gotta, we gotta go into the city, go into the community. And I gotta find some way to do that. And I found you on the internet. <laughs> and I said, I'm gonna, I told my pastor, I'm gonna sign up for this school. And she did. She did. And so it's just so funny to see how God's worked in that. And I'm anticipating more people from her church joining Rhema this year. So it's just amazing what God's doing through, through that. And, and I love it. You know, Jesus, Jesus told us to go and make disciples, right? I mean, that's our call. That's our commission. And we're not going to be a social club. We're not going to be this little elite group that hides behind these four church walls. And we're going to be a group that reaches out to minister, to touch to transform the people around us. I mean, isn't that right? Yes. And listen, I, man, I want to do I want to do crazy outreaches. I want our church to think outside the box and do something that gets everyone's attention. Right? right. I mean, I know you guys want to do that here, right? Yeah. And you want to get all crazy and, and do crazy stuff that 's going to attract attention i 'm so excited about about a family that 's donated a pickup truck in our church and a small food trailer it 's like a little kitchen trailer and and uh, the truck needs repaired but but we 're going to get it working and we 're going to go out and we 're going to do some some great stuff and, and do food or just fun things out in these outreaches that we do and 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 yeah, we 're going to have youth dramas and go and share Christ and evangelize these neighborhoods like we 've been doing but but just different tools that we'll have, and it's just amazing. Uh, You know, we started a soccer ministry, a little soccer ministry across the street from our church for the families who who just live in in these colonias that are just in extreme poverty, and we have three teams so far, and we sponsor them, and we have a couple in our church that leads this ministry, and they play right across the street in the soccer fields that the Catholic church built. (laughs) So that's, yeah, it's great. It's great. And uh, you know, our vision is to build a community center, uh, and that's part of our vision with our Family Life Center. And, and as a matter of fact, uh, we had submitted and filed all the paperwork almost a year ago, and this past week, we've had some delays in, in getting our uh, paperwork back from the government, and we finally got it back. We had our name uh, rejected three times that we wanted, and so we got it back last week, and we finally, finally uh, signed the government papers that for our nonprofit organization, which is going to be our Family Life Center. So we are 100% legal now. Amen. And that's for our Family Life Center. We still have to submit our uh, uh, paperwork for our uh, church to be a religious organization. And the weird law is you have to be a church for five years before you can even apply for that. So this year, we're believing God uh, to be able to get that finished so we can be a tax-deductible, nonprofit, kind of 501c3 type of organization there in Mexico, and, and we really want that. Um, but, man, I'm excited about the soccer teams that we have, and, and they play on Sunday mornings right across the street from us almost. It's so funny because we'll pull up Sunday mornings, and all the teams will come, and, and we'll load them up with snacks and juice and everything else, and we send teams out uh, with banners and cheerleaders uh, to cheer them on, and, they, and one of the teams, the little ones, I can't remember what age group it is, but they won the championship this last season. So, yeah, we got a big trophy, and it's awesome. So we love ministering to families and this couple ministers to families and, and so you'll be hearing from me about uh, how, what we can do, how you can help raise cleats and uniforms and uh, money for uniforms and those kind of things and so uh, uh, they're, called the, uh, they're called the Panthers and uh, so that's the name of the team. So we love doing things like that to reach the lost and we just want to make a difference in our city, all right? And I know that you guys too, do too. We want to make a difference in our city. I mean, we exist to inspire unconvinced, unchurched, and uncommitted people into becoming lifelong followers of Christ. That's what we do, and that's what you guys do, right? And so, uh, man, there's so much more I would like to say tonight, but let me share share a video with you so you can kind of see what we've been up to. We're doing something in León, Guanajuato, Mexico, and you guys are very much a part of everything that we do. And so, again, I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, for partnering with us, uh, for supporting us, for praying for us. And there's just so much more that we have to do down there. So much, ah, uh, just so much opportunity that we have. Um, and and we'll continue to do what God's called us to do. And we're just so thankful to be here, to be able to celebrate 35 years and, and coming up on our six-year anniversary with a, uh, another extension of Tree of Life Church and, and a Tree of Life family there in Mexico. And we're all one church, amen? So that's, that's exciting, that's amazing to be part of the same church here and there and, and doing the same thing with the same vision, the same mission. The, uh, may, you know, language may be different, but you know what? We're doing the same thing. And so it's, it's awesome and I, I love it and, and, I, and we love you and we're so thankful for Tree of Life Church and the legacy that we have and, uh, and just for what God's done here and, and how he continues to expand, expand the ministry of Tree of Life uh, throughout the world, amen? amen?
0: We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org